0: Jailers. Jailers. She might be at work. Just when I want to brag about people, they don't show up. (gasps) We are on. (laughs) Praise God. Welcome, everybody, to our uh, Wednesday night study of the Word of God. We're in the book of G- Romans. Uh, we're almost done with the book of Romans. And it's very uh, shortly after this is over, we'll be launching into the book of Galatians. Uh, yes, welcome everyone uh, who has tuned in to this uh, live stream uh, on social media. And as usual, I uh, also like to greet my Macedonians. Uh, uh, family and friends. na svite makedonci koji se slučajno sključeni na ovoj živ prenos ili namjerno već pozdravujem svite i hvala ako gledate svega uh, na vaši ali, uh, ali pa kompjuter. Hvala mnogo uh, da gospod blagoslovi. When we think about uh, the Apostle Paul, we think about missions. Uh, he was the, uh, an apostle called of Christ uh, besides the Twelve. And, uh, but yet we know that uh, his work consisted of uh, being a missionary and doing missionary work. When I think of Royal Oak, I think of Sister Jalus. Am I pronouncing it right? She is uh, a missionary that attends this church here into the distant land of Africa. And uh, you see how, you know, God just picks somebody like Sister Jalus and sends her where he wants to. And thank God she had an obedient heart to respond to the calling of God. I'd like to also say that since we are living in the last days, that uh, praying in the spirit is something that we need to think about. I'm mentioning thinking here. Uh, You will find Brother Dave on just about any service, especially Wednesday, Wednesday evening, but also on Sunday morning, he will pray. And he will pray in the Spirit. And this is we need this because we're living in the last day. As a matter of fact, I, I just happened to overhear the pastor praying tonight in the Spirit. Because we need to uh, pray in the spirit, and then Paul says to pray in the spirit and then pray with understanding. But the spirit of God is going to be the one to give us a discernment of the signs of the, the times, of, the signs of the times, and what we ought to do, meaning get ourselves prepared. I believe the Lord's coming is very, very close. And uh, the Bible tells us that we are not the children of darkness, that that hour should overtake us. In other words, by surprise. You know, when Israel was uh, attacked by the enemies, the Hamas, the media didn't waste any time to declare to the world how unprepared Israel was of this latest attack. And as a result, hundreds and hundreds of people were killed. And then I think uh, somewhere around 300, give or take, were taken hostage. And this should serve a lesson to us. Jesus' advice in the last day was watch and pray. He told his disciples, watch, with, watch and pray. And I, if we, I don't know about you, but I, the Spirit of God bears witness with my spirit that the coming of the Lord is at hand. And once again, I'd like to mention, don't go in the desert. If, if anybody says go in the desert, don't go there. If anybody says he's in a secret chamber, don't go there. The angels that that appeared to all the 120 plus disciples said the same Jesus that you see going up into heaven. Why do you stand gazing there? He's going to come back in like manner. I believe the coming of the Lord is very, very close. Uh, I better get into the lesson now. Uh, Paul's call to Rome and beyond. <laughs> this is lesson uh, 29. As I mentioned earlier, we have one more lesson to go and then we'll be going in the book of Galatians. Even though Paul is known as the apostle of Gentiles, he was a Jew. And as a Jew, he tells the church at Rome, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself could, uh, were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, the Jews, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Isn't that just like Christ, who wept over Jerusalem, saying, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kills the prophets, and stones those who are sent to you, how often would I have gathered you gather your children together even as a hand gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not. In other words, you, Jesus saying, you won't come to me, and this is what the world uh, can't figure out. Uh, they can't figure out, out because we plead with the world, come to Jesus, because you are dead in trespasses and sin. If you come to Jesus, he will give you life, amen? amen. Glory to God. Paul, Paul tried just like Jesus tried. Paul uh, tried 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 to take the gospel to his own people, the Jews. And here's what he got in return: of the Jews, five times I received forty stripes, safe one, and uh, minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was Stoned and left for dead in Paul's own word by his by Paul's own countrymen who had bound themselves by an oath to kill him. And after all this, his after all his efforts, which seemed to indicate that he didn't wasn't getting anywhere, uh, then Jesus did with, with with the Jews. We read in chapter 13, verse 46 that Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly to the Jews. It was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you. Since you thrust it aside or rejected and judge yourself unworthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. You can see where Paul embarks on a mission journey to be the apostle to the Gentiles. From then on, the apostle Paul uh, embarks on a journey, on an incredible 20-year journey before he was beheaded by Nero, the emperor in Rome. The, the tra- he traveled throughout the Middle East and Europe, traveling approximately 10,000 miles by whatever means, mostly by foot. It is documented that Paul traveled at least Seven different nations preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and establishing churches in all the city which we now know as Corinth and Galatia and and Ephesus and Philippi and Colossians and Thessalonica and all the regions round about. It was very obvious that the Gentile will receive the gospel because it was told in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New Testament, the Jews, not all, but as a whole, rejected the gospel from Christ. And the apostle Paul, because prophecy must be fulfilled, Jesus speaking to the Jews, saying the Jews had to hear the gospel. But the question's already... (laughs) Man, where does time go? (laughs) <laughs> I was getting wound up. <laughs> We're going to have to go to questions now. Uh the the Jews rejected the 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 but it, it, the gospel came to, because of their rejection gospel the gospel came to us. Good old Simeon Simeon said uh now let me depart. Who, who he was waiting for this, this consolation from God. And he says, My eyes have seen your salvation, a light to the Gentiles and, glo- and glory to your people, Israel. Question number one. <laughs> Question number one. Man, I was cut off suddenly, man. Yeah. Romans 15, verses 14 through 16, encouraging word the words, how does Paul express his confidence in the Christians in Rome? Now, just in case you're wondering, I have, uh, when I do the lessons, I answer every question to my, you know, to the best of my knowledge and ability. But if I read every one of them, you guys wouldn't have a chance to answer. Who would like to answer that? How does Paul express his confidence in the Christians? Uh, uh, confidence in the Christians in Rome? Brother Ernie. Everybody that uh, answers any question, don't be afraid to speak up.
1: Okay, this is uh, chapter 15 all together. There's three main points I feel that Paul was trying to get across. Give encouragement to the believers uh, number one, he's that we are able to admonish one another. That was important to Paul.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: second thing is, Paul was saying that he might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles.
2: To the Gentiles. God
1: called Ptolemy is being sent to the Gentiles. And thirdly, that the offering then of the Gentiles might be acceptable to God.
0: Praise so God. He was
1: taking care of them as he was bringing the message to them, and then he wanted to make sure and follow up that it was acceptable.
0: Praise God, praise God. Oh, that was under A. Uh, there's a B under the same qu- question, number one. If someone expressed similar confidence in you, what impact would it have on you in your Christian walk? Yes, late, please.
2: Oh goodness and failure, all, all allowed of. All.
0: In fact. Amen. We go to question number two in verses 15 and 16. What authority did Paul give for having written very boldly? Who would like to answer that? Brother Dave. God bless brother Dave.
3: Verse 15 says because the grace a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. So uh, that was the authority. Uh, Amen. God gave Paul grace to minister specifically to the Gentiles. Remember at one point Paul got mad uh, or so grieved in his spirit that he shook his garment and uh, he left uh, uh, ministering to the Jews. Right. He went to the Gentiles and God gave him the grace to what does that mean? God uh, gave Paul the ability to cross cultures.
0: Yeah, good because one. Man. That's good.
3: In Paul's travel, he, he went to very, I mean, uh, very many different types of cultures uh, throughout. But, you know, he'd go from one town to the next, and he could be, uh, you know, with a whole different language, a whole different people, a whole different culture. And God gave him the ability to become all things to all men. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Amen. That doesn't come easily. I mean, uh, some people, they get with another culture, and they're going like, man, these people are weird. Paul was going, how do I minister to these people? And Paul was depending on God to give him, you know, a Mars Hill uh, exhortation to be able to find a common ground with all of these people gathered here. And so that was the grace that was given Paul.
0: Amen. Rightly so because of the Jews, as I read over there, he was uh, beaten with rods, beaten with stripes and stone and left for that. That's all he got from the Jews. And uh, because Paul's heart, you know, Long for the Jews to, you know, this is the people he wanted to visit, but God had other plans for him. And finally, he said, well, you deem yourself unworthy. So now we turn to the Gentiles and we preach the gospel to them and begin establishing churches, as I read earlier. Uh, Question number three. What is to be the result of Paul's ministry in the lives of Gentile Christians? Yes, I'm sorry. If I don't see you right away, go ahead, and pick up the microphone. <laughs> Number three. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, to be ministers of Christ to the Gentiles, ministering what is a priest? Priestly anointing, priestly ministry. And that's what God was giving to those who would follow that.
4: trying to make people like Jesus. Which means sometimes they're going to look like Jesus with long hair, they're going to look like Jesus with tattoos, a nose ring. They're going to look like Jesus
0: on the inside. They're just not culturally going to look like you on the outside. Right. right. Be comfortable with God works outside of our comfort zone. He's, he's looking at his heart on the inside. Amen. Amen. God looks on the heart. In Romans 15... Verses seventeen through nineteen, God's work through Paul. How does Paul convey his balanced perspective about his ministry? I believe the pastor just alluded to that just now. You uh, want us to read the scriptures? Please, yeah. If there's scriptures available, go ahead. 15, 17 through 19, yes.
4: Okay, they're pulling them up. (laughs) There we go. Uh, In Christ Jesus, then I have a reason to be proud of my work for God. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the, the power, power of, of the Spirit, Spirit of God, so, so that, that from Jerusalem,
0: Jerusalem and all the way around, around the
4: Illyricum I have fulfilled, fulfilled the ministry, ministry of the
0: gospel in Christ. Christ. Those are powerful words. Those are powerful words. But what I love the best about, uh, you know, when you consider the work of Paul, it, you know, he expressed it and he made sure, you know, it was expressed really strong. He says, "The love of Christ." In other words, uh, Paul felt like he was the chiefest of sinners. So he says, "The love of Christ compels me to do all that." The, the, the main motivating force for what, co- what the Apostle Paul Punk accomplished is love, the love that Christ that he felt, Christ's love in his heart Amen. Amen. All right, going to question number five. In any successful ministry, how would you describe a God's responsibility? Well, they, go ahead please
2: Two, one, those chosen uh, vessels to to fill
0: Oh, okay, I, uh, I have a hard time uh, hearing you late. Anyways, to equip with power for serving Him. Amen. I don't know if you knew that or not the first and foremost reason for the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit is power for service. Acts 1 5 but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and in the outermost parts of the earth the love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance are the fruits of the Spirit and our reward and our rewards but the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God we are to reach the lost, teach the found, and change the world. That is our motto. Question number six. How did Paul describe the response of the Gentiles to whom he administered? Anybody? I'm going to have to read it because we are live. We are streaming live. (laughs) They responded with both spiritual blessings and by material contribution. In other words, they did exactly what James did. Faith without works is dead. And so they proved their faith with the works by contributing the material necessity that the christian jews jewish converts needed at jerusalem praise god you say you're a christian put your mouth when you uh, put your uh put your money where your mouth is you can cry out i'm a christian all day long and you don't do anything what we're to be christ-like if we don't do anything what christ did What? No. <laughs> just shut up then <laughs> exactly exactly yes sir uh,
3: i just want to point out is, uh, in verse 18 he says i will not venture to speak of anything except what christ has accomplished through me in leading the gentiles to obey god of
0: mm-hmm.
3: what i have said Amen. So he set the example uh, of a Christian. And what did they do, because of his balanced approach of what he said and what he did, they obeyed God.
0: Amen.
3: Amen. And so they obeyed God after the manner of Paul.
0: Exactly. And I
3: just want to point out, too, that uh, Paul came with signs and wonders following. He was preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. and. and
0: As well, amen. yes. everybody uh, thank you, Brother Dave. W- no, question number seven, I believe we're in number seven, right? What sense do you have from these verses about Paul's assessment of his own ministry? See second Timothy four, seven and eight. can we have that? Go ahead, brother.
1: talks about fight the good fight, finish the course, and kept the faith. You notice Paul keeps it, Paul is driven. Driven to what? Driven to get the gospel of Christ out. That was his drive. We need to have a drive in our heart like that as Christians. We need to be driven to serve Jesus, driven to get the gospel out and see people one to the Lord.
0: You you won't believe what I just thought when he was saying that. I thought of Schindler's List. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Schindler's List is a true event movie that was recorded. uh, I mean, it was made because of a person. And at the end of it all, as many Jewish people that he saved during the Holocaust, he was devastated by saying, man, I could have done more. Am I right? Yeah. I'm not making this up. This is what is known about him, that he, as many people as he saved, I don't know the number of Jewish people that he saved from being executed, but he said, I could have done more. And you know, God help us. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, sir. Mm. Good. That's bold, good. Bold say, what can we do that we'll be as as concerned about getting somebody to heaven as we are turning around when we leave our cell phone at the house? <laughs> yeah. After all, this is what it's all about.
5: myself, I think I have made a conscious effort to attempt, try, because I, I will be the first one to say I am not perfect, I, I've not got this, but to be more patient with people. How are they going to, how am I supposed to show and be Christ-like if I'm, my daughter's going to laugh at this, screaming at somebody because they got my order messed up. But, you know, that is because, I mean, you don't know what's going on in that person's day. I, I try, I made a conscious effort for myself. I start, started my days for the last, I'd say, two months with my worship music. As soon as I get out of bed, my worship music gets, goes on while I'm getting ready for work. My devotional is read. Um, I'm trying to get more constant in that. In other words, feeding more of God into me to let God show through me, make Stacy less and God more. Because if we're sour and we're mean and we're angry, nobody wants that. And if they think that's what Christian, being a Christian is like, they don't want that. They want to see your passion. They want to see your love. They want to see him, not us. Very good. Hey man. Hey,
0: what are some ways? What's the way you could remind us to mentalize? Or or Kyle's more mentalism. This is good. This is good. This is very much needed. Uh grab the mic and speak up. Okay. We wanna
6: First, show yourself friendly, uh-huh. and most of the time, wherever I go, someone will always compliment me. My smile. Uh-huh. You look happy. I uh-huh. <laughs> always look at my belt. I love your belt because it says Jesus saves, and they see my cap says Jesus is my boss, and that opens so many doors for me to witness to people what is inside of my heart. And you know, what's in the heart will come out, and people see that, and I have a lot of people say, you know, I, I can tell you're a Christian because I can see a smile on you. You're you always smiling. And you know, and I like talking to people. You know, and we our testimony is, is what wins the people and been friendly and showing them the love of God that's in us. You know, if we If we show them that love, you know, that changes a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we need that today. it to showed the love that we have that God put in our hearts. Because without God we have no love because God is love. Amen. And we have to give that love to the center people because that's the only light that they're gonna have is that light of the love shining through the other person. We should share that with them. Amen. And wherever we go, we shouldn't let that.
0: It's, it's all a matter of a perspective, uh, Pastor. Uh, I already, uh, behind, I mean, in the teaching of past lessons, I've said uh, you, a salesman was sent to sell shoes in Africa. The first one that went there uh, said, man, nobody wears shoes here. They're all barefooted. And they send another person with a totally different outlook, totally different, and he says, man, I want, a, I want planes load Of shoes, send them to me," he says. Everybody here needs shoes. There's too many people. Just send me all those shoes. You see the what I'm trying to say. It's the you know, the 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 the, the, does the love of Christ come compels you. And and if it doesn't, you're you're like the other salesman, and that puts us in the category of the the three persons that were commissioned with the talents. The first one didn't want to have anything to do with making another talent for Christ. And he was given just one. The first one was given ten, the second one five. But he buried it. We don't want to do that. Go ahead, Pastor. Robin,
4: what's a way you can witness or use your life to remind yourself to build up your passion to witness mm-hmm. the people? to sit, and stand, can sit and stand. Well,
7: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> Just as Brother Denny said, just being a light to where you are and opening the door. Because today I entered um, a member who went through everyone in management. Nobody else wants to talk to her. She got forwarded to another department. Then got told my name in my area. And I was like, I don't want to call her back. She called me multiple times, sent me multiple emails. And I was like, this is not my job. But I decided, so I was like, you know what? I'ma just tell her I'ma to the appropriate area because I knew where it had to go. And I forwarded to appropriate area and I was sent a nice email. As you know, my husband knows. And she ended up responding very, very nicely. And I know it could have went the other way, meaning she could have been upset. She could have been just, but with the nature of my job, it's people frustrated with all the different situations they have. Sometimes mm-hmm. being nice or being kind is a way to go. But then it can also open the door, you know, to let her know that someone is, you
7: know.
0: Nice. Amen.
4: Bye-bye-bye has an alarm on their cell phone? Everybody has a cell phone, doesn't it? Yep. Yes. What would it hurt to put an alarm on your cell phone every day at a certain time that reminds yourself, have you shared Christ with somebody today? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. We put alarms up to make us get ready for work. Yeah. We put alarms on our phone to make sure. <laughs> what if we uh, to do all the stuff we want to do? What if we had, a, had one that like in a Purpose Driven Life uh, Rick Warren would say write one that said God is with, God is Make you aware of God's presence. What if we put alarms on our cell phone that will occur every day to say, Have you shared with Christ today? It's, have you read your Bible today? Have you done this today? And that might be a quick reminder. From this class, we've just found personal witness how you change your demeanor. Your demeanor is a part of that. We found the clothes that we wear. Brother Denny is evangelizing because he's got the Lord's Gem on his shirt. I'm evangelizing. That's why we, I have proclamation of Parallel, and I make all the churches you can evangelize just with the clothes you wear sometimes. Uh, and, uh, we've gotten being sociable, being nice to people. Um, that's something that's there. The cell phone, uh, the outlook, just the outlook. Well, outlook is a big thing in evangelism because most of us, we say nobody wants Jesus instead of saying, look at all these people uh-huh. who just don't Come know up. they want Jesus yet. <laughs> you want him, you just don't know you want him. Because you're trying drugs, you're trying everything else, you're trying magic, you're trying crystals and all these things. You're looking for something. You're looking for something like Mars Hill. Y'all have all these guys sitting around Mars Hill because you're looking for something. And you know you're looking for something and don't know what it is because you mark this thing it says to the unknown God. Just in case this is the one I'm looking for and I don't know what I'm looking for. What if I told you I know who it
2: was?
0: Yeah. You can Praise try God.
4: crystals and the new age stuff. What if I told you I could tell you what peace was? What if I could tell you what joy was? What if I could tell you of what you're fixing your marriage and stuff was? And then workplace interactions. Robin complained all day long. Like she said, I'm not talking to this lady. I said, call the lady. Because our office is right next to Just call her. I'm not calling this lady. She cussed everybody else out. I'm not calling this lady. And, and, and I'm like. She cussed everybody else out. But because she got a good interaction with somebody else, it changed her outlook. And if she ever interacts with her, they'll say there's something different about you. So I think there's a lot of the reasons we don't evangelize is because we don't realize how easy evangelism can be, as simple as getting some Christian shirts and putting them on. Or, or
0: I don't want to take over the class from Brother Bob, but I want to say Oh, over it's game. it's uh, <laughs> I want us to engage and not stare at this vision. You have the authority vested in right you. Right I <laughs> don't. <laughs> As a pastor. The
7: You don't I just
3: wanted to throw in uh Brother Bob. Go uh, ahead, brother. I remember when Pastor Willie first came here, one of his first series that uh, he taught was the intentional series.
7: Uh-huh.
3: And and for me personally, I could be a lot more intentional on personal witnessing. Usually, I'm the type I want to wait for the perfect, uh, perfect. scenario to uh, to be set on a silver platter before me, yeah. and then I'll witness. Uh, but I think we we all need to be more intentional. More
0: exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. set up, you know, for the perfect looking person, uh, you know, that needs uh, to hear about Jesus, but, you know, maybe it's the person that doesn't look like they need Jesus. Exactly. You know, they can be uh, all dressed up and, you know, look like a church person, (laughs) but they're not. A lot of people just dress nice. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: We don't, we don't know what God does after we witness to somebody. Uh, I've been buying stuff on, on uh, Marketplace from Google, and I go, wait a minute, man, I, I don't pay by credit card. I shop nearby if I need something, and I pay cash. I go, how many times have you bought stuff on Marketplace, and finally, it occurred to me just last month. I gave him, an. I, I took an envelope, I gave him the money he asked for the product, and then I put a track in there, the plan of salvation. Okay? Now, why, why didn't I do with all those other people? Well, I can't answer that. All I can tell you is, this time I said it. I'm going to give him the money, and I'm going to put a track in that, uh, and that's exactly what I did. So God is the one that gives the increase anyhow. Yes. We can plant, we can water, but He is the one that gives the increase. Right. Yes, brother.
1: Yeah. sometimes uh, we need, need to remember. This is exciting. <laughs> Thank trials, you, Pastor. Trials and tribulations is a good time to reach out to those we come in contact with a lot of times when you get into a trial and tribulation, the only thing you can concentrate on is what you're going through. But it's a good opportunity to reach out to the Lord. A good example, and I've got the movie if you ever want to see it, Corrie Ten Boom's life. Her and her, and her sister. Never heard Dutch, of it. I believe. And in World War II, they hid Jews in their attic, in their house. They uh-huh. got caught. They got put in prison. And where they were was so bad that fleas were getting on them and eating them up uh uh-huh. them. But she said, that's the time to praise God because I have time to read my Bible because the guards don't come around there. And she had been ministering to one of the guards, the German guards. And after the war, after her sister passed away in this camp and she was let free by a, a they goofed up and, and let her go. And God spoke to her, I want you to go back and win that German guard to the Lord. God. She went back and spent time sharing with this German prison guard, and he got saved. All I'm saying is, when you're going through stuff, it's important to keep going with what God has given you to do, not put it on the side. Because the devil wants you to quit, he wants you to give up, he wants to throw things in your path. But that's a good time to say, Lord, give me more to do, open doors, that kind of thing. Yeah, Amen.
0: I I got to share this with you. Uh, it's been quite sometimes now when I was witnessing to a person, afterwards all these terrific thoughts came to my mind, what I should have said. And I got reproved by God immediately. And he said, don't you know that you could only speak one or two or three words and I can work with that person? I'm God. This is what the Lord told me. And I don't need you to, you know, deliver a General Assembly message to him. <laughs> There's been people just with their, you know, like the pastor said, with their compassion. I forget one of the, Charles Spurling or, or one of those ministers back then, people would come get convicted just by looking at him. Because Charles Spurling and, and those ministers of the early... 1900s were full of compassion and zeal for God. Anybody has anything to say on this? Uh, so the, 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 I, I, I don't uh, fret anymore, is what I'm trying to say, is when I start talking to a person, the other, the other I mean, uh, early in the summer, I told this person, I go, man, you don't have to walk the, wall of China to get saved. All you got to do is ask God to save you in Jesus' name. Like the pastor said, I don't believe we know how simple it is. Maybe that's why Paul was begging the Corinthians. I beg you, brethren, not to depart from the simplicity that is in Christ. We are lied by the enemies. That's that's what the scripture says. uh, I beg you, brethren, just like the serpent beguiled Eve should beguile you to depart from the simplicity that is in God in the gospel pastor do i continue with the questions now okay thank you i forgot what's uh what uh um what question we were on number eight What does Paul indicate about his aspirations and goals in preaching the gospel?
2: Yes. Not 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 where Christ was already. heard her on, on
0: others' foundation. foundation. You a, okay. Can you read it for you? Read it for us. Okay. Thank you, Brother oh. Lath. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not where Christ was uh, already named, that He would not uh, build on somebody else's foundation. He didn't, want, he didn't want to build, he was so thoughtful of his walk and what he was sharing, but he didn't want to build on somebody else's foundation if they'd already started that. Right.
0: Paul expressed that, he said there was no other foundation that than that which is laid, and because of uh, people not following the word of God, I don't know the number of the last time there was 1,700 religions, I believe there's more religions in the world because they don't want anything to do with the Word of God. They just create their own uh, uh, religion, and that's fine, but for some reason, they're also able to persuade a lot of people to follow it. Question uh, number nine, what has prevented Paul from visiting the believers in Rome? Anybody would like that, brother Dave. You want to take a stab there?
3: Well, basically, it was all of those uh, people he encountered uh, that had not heard the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul's ministry was to, you know, reach the lost Gentiles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he, he wanted to get to Rome to, to to visit the Roman Christians, but he kept encountering those who had not heard. The name of Jesus, so that hindered him from actually getting Jerome.
2: Hmm.
0: Good one. Anybody else? Uh, yes, sir.
1: He did. Uh, he did not want to preach when someone else already laid the foundation. way. No, <laughs> and uh, so he didn't want to do that. He wanted he was going in and setting the foundation for the Lord. And he didn't want to preach for somebody else who had already been there.
0: Welcome folks thank you for coming. but let's uh, let's do this one and then we'll call it a night and if the uh, if it's okay with the pastor we'll resume next week on the questions. We are a little over a couple of questions over uh, halfway about two, two or three questions past halfway. What do the following uh, passages tell about former hindrances that Paul experienced as he sought to carry out his plans? Now, from the very first chapter, Paul says, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come to you but i was led hitherto in other words he was hindered that i might have some fruit among you also even as among the gentiles does anybody have any other passages about the four uh, any kind of hindrances brother uh, brother ernie
1: the holy spirit actually denied them certain areas said in scripture acts yeah yeah i like that Holy Spirit actually said, "No, nope, you're not going to do that," <laughs> and
0: uh, that'll stop it in a minute. <laughs> but they, there was another occasion, though. Our huh, brother Ernie, where Paul uh, said his heart to go to Jerusalem, and the prophet spoke out. You know, this man will be bound, and they began to, you know, uh, did they cry for him and all that? And he says, "What mean you to break my heart? I don't. I, I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't care if I'm bound." Or to die there. Yeah. My goodness. He didn't even He's willing to die. Yeah.
1: Remember the prophet Baal? Goodness and gracious. He was the one that a word. God had told him to deliver him and he was deciding he wasn't gonna go. And he's riding a donkey, and here's this big angel right in front of him with a sword. And he didn't have <laughs> enough sense to just beating the donkey. Finally, the donkey had to speak out and say, so there's another example where he was doing something God hadn't told him to do, really. Or or not doing something God told him to do. There's another example of the Holy Spirit interrupting there and saying, nope, you're not supposed to do that.
0: We, uh, I'm gonna close up with this, Pastor, if you don't mind. We all have different talents. In other words, God knows what he could do with Sister Worf. God knows what to do with Brother Ernie. He knows us only too well, more than we'll ever know about our own selves. And so this is why that, you know, if we make ourselves available to him, say, here am I. This is what Isaiah did. Who will go? Isaiah said, here am I. Well, my daily prayer is, Lord, here am I. Use me this day. How does that song go? Lord, use me. Please don't refuse me. Surely there is a work that I can do. It's just a matter of us being close to God and experience things. This is, I believe, the closeness to God is what. Philip was close to God, and the Holy Spirit was able to speak to him and say, Go to the desert or whatever. i Am I right? Mm -hmm. And he said, there was a eunuch coming reading the Bible. Go and speak to him. This is what I'm talking about. If you are in the service of Christ and and you're walking close with him, there's no telling. I I believe we we would be a lot more uh, happy Christians, joyful Christians, smiling Christians like Brother Danny, if we were used of God. You know what I mean? This is our reward. The joy, peace, faith, meekness, all that. These are, this is our reward. I don't want any kind of other reward. I don't want to be rich because I'm a witness for Christ. No. God knows my heart. The peace and the joy and the love that I experience in the spirit, that's my reward for serving Christ. And if you if you got any other motive, I don't think it's acceptable. Pastor, you want to, Brother Dave or Pastor, will you close out please? Sure. Thank you everybody, God bless you.
4: Give Brother Bob a hand.
0: God bless you. I
4: found 10 things I was writing. Thank you for being engaged and in, in me. Now you know you might as well answer because if you don't pass, you're going to call them So uh, <laughs> I found 10 ways to share our faith and I, I started the top 10. The last thing we talked about, everybody said, be sensitive to the spirit. Be sensitive to the spirit. Yeah, he was talking about, it, Pastor Ernie brought it up, where there were times in the book of Acts where they would want to go one way and it would say the Holy Spirit would not allow us to go yeah, that they way. Forbade right. them, yeah. It forbade us, it stopped us. Um, have you ever missed the opportunity in your life and later on in life, you look back at it and you say, man, that was right in front of my face and I missed it. How many lost people are right in front of our face we miss and we don't miss it because we're ca- so caught up in our own problems mm. that we're not sensitive to the spirit?
7: Exactly. Which mm. goes
4: right to the next one. Thank you, Holy Ghost. How about that? Get your mind off of your problems through evangelism. <laughs> in other words, that everybody in the world has problems. No problem has overcome you. Such as common to what? Man, there is no problem that you have that somebody hasn't had before. I know you feel like you're the only person that's going through what you come going through, but look at your neighbor and say, you're not special. (laughs) You're Uh, not special. You're not special. If you're married, you shouldn't have done it. But anyway, (laughs) 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 but that's the thing. We have to realize that sometimes, sometimes we get so inwardly focused that we forget that we're placed here to reach the lost, teach the found, and change the world get our minds off of our problems. And when we do that, we find creative ways like taking tracks and putting them in people's stuff like receipts. That's cool. Uh, if somebody buys something, you send a thank you back with a track in it for a gospel. I'm going to try that. How many of us go out? We do Why it with the time sometimes. But sometimes we can do that with a track. When you drop your tip, drop, a, a, drop your tip and drop a gospel track. Now, if you cheat, don't drop the gospel track. Don't let <laughs> nobody know you're a Christian. But uh, <laughs> if you're generous, drop a track with it. <laughs> you hurt your witness. Nobody likes a cheap person. Well, anyway, I'm a cheap person, by the way. I'm just <laughs> But I'm a generous tipper. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm generous and tipping. I'm a giver. The next thing, intentional evangelism. Being intentional about it, making plans to evangelize. Like we're doing with our district meetings and things, making plans to go out and share Christ with other people. Six, workplace interactions. Finding somebody at work and the way you care about your job. The Bible says in Colossians, work as unto the who? Lord. Lord. You work as unto the Lord. So the work you do can be evangelism. You can work in such a way and be so honorable that people look at you and admire you about how you do it. Keep a positive outlook. Don't say nobody wants Christ. Say the harvest is plentiful. That's not the problem. Jesus, if, when we say nobody wants to come to Jesus, we are literally calling Jesus a liar. Oh, come on.
2: That's right. And we say, you know, Mama. people like
4: nowadays don't care about God. And these, you know, God, people forgive don't us. Don't care about God. What we're saying is Jesus is a liar because he told us that the harvest is what?
7: Plentiful. Plentiful, There's plenty
4: yeah. of people that need to be saved. There are plenty of people still seek, uh, want to know God. There's still plenty of people that, that need their life changed. The yes, problem is not yes. with the supply. The problem is with the labor force. And, and the Lord is saying, pray to the ha- Lord of the harvest that He send laborers. The problem a lot of times is that He got a lot of union workers in His church. My, 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 my. <laughs> They're picking it. They're not working. they showing up and they want the benefits, but they don't want to do nothing for them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He, th- and so God is, God is saying, pray to the Lord of the harvest that He sends laborers, people that are in the church and that will work. Number four is that cell phone. Everybody who can, I'm challenging you tonight to write into your cell phone a time at least once a week where you can evangelize. And write, write a note on your phone and say, hey, have you shared Christ with somebody today? Mm. And do that every day. Let that be a recurring every day. Have you shared Christ with somebody uh, today like that? Which means that it greatly increases your chances. You won't get somebody every day, but you'll get one most days. Brother White Hill absolutely amazes me. He says, every day I go out, I want to share Christ with somebody. And just about every time I talk to him, he said, I led this person to the Lord. You know, this person was going here, I led them to the Lord. I'm Praise counseling them. God. And you know why? Because he's, what's that I word? Intentional. Ooh, Ooh thank you. He put all these things together. And I'm going backwards in order. And mm-hmm. if we're intentional, we can evangelize. Be sociable. Yeah. One of the best, I saw this post, it said, the best way to grow your church is is to be nice to people and say good things about your church and your pastor. That's the easiest way to go to your church. Be nice and be say something positive about your church or something negative about everything in the world. Don't don't focus on the negative. Focus on the what? Positive. Hey, you should yeah. come to our church. Our church is this. Our church is great. Come on over here about this and that and that. You Sometimes we'll say, but this kind of rubs me the wrong way and this is negative. Th- that's gonna be something to rub everybody the wrong way. Don't focus on the negative. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, pure, or good report. If there be any virtue or be any praise, think thou what? On these things. After that, be sociable. Wear witness wear. Find some witness wear, some Christian apparel and some other things that are going. And we'll we'll go from there. Then after that, uh, personal witness. Being making sure that your life is a personal witness to God. And so, we're grateful for that. Everything okay? All right. Okay, we got the security teams out there. they take care of. It. All right, so, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and I'm going to let you guys go uh, for the night. But that was our top ten. Oh, go ahead, Stacey.